And welcome to another episode of Fresh Ears, where we at Fresh Air explore the world of podcasts and brands. The last week in May was Podcast Show Week, and over 6,000 people filled the Business Design Centre in Islington, London, to absorb themselves in the world of podcasts. We were there in spades with a pair of eight-foot bright blue headphones talking to anyone who fancied walking past. And our reporter Clara, fresh from Media360, was out and about again, chatting to the delegates and exhibitors about... Well, yeah, podcasts. And I'm chatting with Dave Terrace, head of radio at Sky News. Hi, Dave. Hi. Uh, you have a massive presence here today. The back of my head was in Sky News yesterday, my mum texted me. So you obviously have a big value in podcasting now and like making that crossover with TV and with making the most out of all of your journalists. That's right. Sky News decided this year we wanted to have a big presence just to demonstrate, one, that we're in the podcast space. We're not just a television news channel or a digital app. We make a lot of podcasts. We've invested quite heavily in audio and we're going to be expanding in the in the coming month, which is great. So to have, have this presence here, it's obviously a big presence. We wanted to make a noise, let people know that we're here and demonstrate that, that there's more to Sky News than TV and digital. And we feel that with the quality that we have at Sky News as, as, in terms of our journalism, our specialist correspondence, yes. and our ability to really get into the depth of stories, which is really important at a time when uh, the media landscape is so polarised with uh, opinion. We want to make sure that we're firmly rooted in that impartial ground uh, providing context and clarity for audiences who really want uh, some clarity in an uncertain world. And because I really feel like with all the economic turmoil and the Liz Trusts of the world and how I consume my news is via audio, like I, I much prefer listening to it and I think this year and the, or the last six months especially people have want the news and they want to stay up to date and they want to know what's going on with their country and I think yeah it's amazing like taking advantage of all the amazing presenters that you have. Yeah, we do. We throw, we throw our big talent at a lot of our podcasts now. So recently we had a documentary on Queen Camilla, which is hosted by uh, Kay Burley. The reason for that is Kay's obviously one of our biggest names, but also she's, she was reporting at Sky News at the time of all the, uh, the Camilla stories started to emerge in the, in the 90s, so that's great. But you're right, I mean, you alluded to the economic turmoil. We've got some brilliant journalists at Sky News who can explain all the complexities yeah. at a time when there's a real cost of living crisis and trying to sort of translate the macroeconomics into the micro issues that the, the people of the country are facing, using that expertise is really beneficial to us. And podcasts really allow us to do that. On the, on the television, often our correspondents don't get that wider opportunity to explain all they know. They've got that time-limited period because yeah, we've, got to get, seconds, yeah. we've got to get onto the next story, whereas the podcast allows that little bit more space, much more conversational. And because it's an on-demand product, people will come and listen to it as and when they want to listen to it. Yeah. Uh, and as long as we're, we're selling it correctly, we're promoting it correctly, then people will come to Sky News, and we've seen that in our numbers. Yeah, the brand of Sky is so trusted, and you always, when I think of Sky, I think of Sky One and The Simpsons, and I think of Sky News. So it is that people looking for a trusted voice, I think Sky News is really up there with the top of like, oh, I know this journalist, and I want to hear what they think on it. And it's not as, as you say, like as policed and under time constraints of TV, that they can let it breathe and really get to chat through and under the surface of those like more topical things. Well, yeah, I mean, traditionally Sky News has always been about breaking news, but we take great pride in, our, in the specialities we have. I mean, today we've done a session on AI with uh, Tom Clark, our science editor. Yeah. In a moment, we're going to hear from Deborah Haynes, who's been on the front line in Ukraine. She's been and seen it with her own eyes, and she can translate that to audiences who won't get the opportunity to obviously go and see that. I mean, you mentioned the fact that about trust. Trust is a massive part of our brand. You know, we're part of the Trust Project. 
our view is that we present the news, we research it, we present it, we do the journalism, and we allow audiences on television, on digital, and in audio form yeah. to make their own minds up. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Well, thank you so much for chatting. Enjoy right. the rest of the show, and enjoy your talk in like five minutes. Thank you very much. Okay, Take care. So I'm sitting here at our lovely fresh air tent, and I have Anushka Tate beside me. Anushka, hello. Hi. So Anishka, you work on Happy Place with Fern Cotton and you, see, you have to create such a lovely environment for these amazing stories that come out of the podcast and who Fern chats to. So it must be a very nice collaborative effort. Yeah, it definitely is. And I think it's a really good example for me of what a producer actually needs to do a lot of the time. I think with something like Happy Place where the subject matters that we're talking about are so moving, personal, intimate my role actually is kind of yes to press record on a recorder but actually to set the tone in the room and to make people feel really comfortable we record at Fern's house which is just so lovely because it means that we have a coffee and a chat in the kitchen first and then we kind of slowly make our way to the studio at no point do I kind of say right you know the recording is yeah. starting now because that's yeah. even the most confident of people right you'll know like people go oh god no oh, we're doing a thing and they seize up and they you know don't feel open so that feeling that we're just it's just a continuation of the lovely bonding experience that yeah. they were having with Fern anyway and I think that's what gets the best out of people yeah it's like and even for the guests to relax because they're probably nervous coming into like I'm walking into Fern's house yeah and and listeners are clever like they can hear when something is authentic or not and it's really important to me the fact that you know when listening to a podcast is such an intimate experience when you've got your headphones on you genuinely think it's just you and the host and the guest or you know whatever the setup is so for me it's so important that we replicate that in the production process like it lit apart from me sitting there this other lady kind of in the room it is just the listener and the guest in front we don't have this huge production team that are kind of bearing over and putting their opinions in and you know kind of that I think that that would dilute that authenticity like what happens in that moment is genuinely just because that's what's coming from Fern's heart and that's hopefully after all this time after the brand growing so much that's what stays at the heart of it and so talking through like the production process so with various seasons that you've done how do you approach say a new season of Happy Place? There's a wonderful team who books the human who is there to tell their lovely story and even that we're at a really lovely place where because we've created this safe environment we actually get more people coming to us saying do you know what can this be the place where I tell this story for the first time because I trust that it's going to be a a warm and supportive environment so that's sort of the first step and then actually again Fern being at the heart of it she does all of her pre-production thinking about how she wants the interview to go it is genuinely what she wants to ask that those people there's not a whole team of people saying oh but we need to ask this and we need to get in this promo point it is genuinely her and we'll kind of casually chat about what we you know what direction we might want to go in but I'm more of a sounding board for this particular podcast. I'm not there kind of saying, no, but this is the direction of the yeah, narrative yeah. and la, la, la. And then we'll work together on the scripting around that kind of main interview to make sure that we that we are getting across. You know, you still have to do the promo points that the guests might want to have. But I'm there with Fern the whole time, even just hearing how she happens to be talking about it organically. Yeah. So hopefully, by the time that's put back into a script, that is also authentically... I'm not putting words in her mouth. I'm just sort of 
putting her own words back yeah. in her mouth because yeah. I was there when she genuinely yeah. said them and I've just written them on a page for her to now record. Because you can get so lost in a conversation and get down loads of like wormholes and bunny rabbit things so it is nice to have you as a backup there to kind of silently guide yeah. things along. Yeah and also just pick up on those bits you know in, in scripting just in the way that the episodes are promoted kind of being that slightly one step back and going do you know what that that's the part that really stuck with me because for Fern she's so in it and you probably know sometimes you, you come out of an interview or talking or whatever and you kind of go but I don't actually remember what I said or what, <laughs> what was useful or interesting about that so I'm kind of also there to go that's the bit that we should hook this yeah. episode on or, or yeah, whatever it might out. be exactly yeah. and it's like the success of it obviously in its own podcasting numbers but then you have things like the Happy Place app but then also like the Happy Place Festival like it's yeah. amazing yeah it is it is mad how big this this, yeah. this beast of a the brand community. is but it is I think it genuinely is down to the community and that's what tries to stay at the heart of everything so like even we've got so we're coming up to 100 million downloads which is I, my brain literally can't fathom that that number I don't know what that means but we're doing a special episode where we basically asked listeners to tell us their own stories oh. um, and so we went through I mean just hundreds of submissions of all these incredible stories and first of all what a privilege that they that we have sort of done our job in that terms of creating a space making that relationship that people trust us so we've chosen four people who are going to come on the show and basically you know do what Happy Place always does but just with our lovely community of listeners yeah oh that's lovely I have chills Aww. it's such a good idea <laughs> oh that's yeah. amazing well Anushka thank you so much for your time love chatting with you thank you so much and I'm with Becca from Carver PR how are you? I'm really good how are you? Great and what kind of work do you do at Carver? So at Carver PR, we are entertainment PR specialists. We have four divisions. We have a people team. We have music, events, and podcasts, which is why we're here now. And essentially, we make sure that podcasts get into mainstream media and that people can find it. People are reading about it. People are hearing interviews with your hosts and then pushing it into the top charts where lots of other people can discover it as well. Very good. What are you finding, like, the trends that are doing well now? Because it seems like, you know, there's so many celebrity podcasts. You guys have news agents on your roster and that has been like such a success so what are you finding works it's really interesting i think if a year and a half ago you said oh all the top five are going to be news and politics you probably wouldn't believe it because it was really dominated by comedy but it's just changed so much i think it probably says a lot about our country (laughs) as a whole that we just want to feel really switched on with news we want to keep updated when there is so much going on People are just really hungry for that right now. So that's a real trend that we're seeing. I think it's interesting that the comedy podcast still really, really strong. Celebrity-facing podcast still very strong. Weirdly, and you see it a lot, there are a lot of big podcasts where the format's already there and you just get a celebrity, a big celebrity yeah. on the front, but they're not really passionate about it. Mm. And I think people and listeners are starting to clock that. Mm. And really, they want the people who are so dedicated to that podcast. They really resonate with the topic. Mm. And you can tell it's not just a gig for them. It's really something they care about. Kathy Burke from Where There's a Will, There's a Wake podcast with Sony. It's amazing. It was something that was formatted and, you know, they came up with the idea, but Kathy was the perfect host for it because she weirdly is obsessed with death. <laughs> and now she is just so passionate about it and you can really tell when she's in it. Like, she really yeah. cares. And I think authenticity, I mean, it's always a buzzword that we talk about, but that's really starting to come through in the ones that are 
retaining that top spot yeah. you're like these people care and that's what one thing I love about podcasts is you create this amazing community whenever I meet people and they're like oh did you listen to the latest news agents and you're like yeah it's a really. very different community I mean when we were working with Emily and John on that one they said that obviously from the podcast they'd done with their you know previous employer etc like it was people coming up to them on the street and talking about the podcast more than it was like the TV the news that they did it's just a very different community feeling mm -hmm. when you're listening to a, a podcast you feel so much more connected to the person you yeah. get the personality across which you know TV and uh, it just doesn't allow all of the no. time like the format just doesn't allow it yeah. so if people are listening and they're thinking like because we deal with a lot of brands who are like how do I start a podcast and what do I do what are some of quick top tips you would say to like getting a podcast out there any kind of like publicity tools that people can use I think it's really important to think about the assets that you're creating media especially sort of print and online an artwork that's really punchy and colourful and makes an impact can go a really long way both with media and obviously in the charts and when you're seeing it visually so that's one thing I also say honestly don't rush it I know that sounds silly but a lot of the time people get an idea and it is fantastic and you are so eager to get it out there yeah. but actually there is so much you need to have in place before you start doing all of that you know if it's something that lends itself to socials have you got your social channels all geared up you need to have conversations with you know interview slots sometimes two three months in advance before you can even get on a front cover or do that big interview with another podcast because yeah. the lead time is just so different now for podcasting mm -hmm. in particular a lot of the top five top 50 even mm -hmm. they're working like two months in advance even more sometimes so just give yourself that bit of breathing time to step back and be like right what's the actual plan what do we need to have ready because some of those conversations just take longer than you think you know apple new and noteworthy you kind of need it ideally they'd love like four weeks in advance to have that conversation to get that slot so you just need to be thinking about the timeline and what you need to put in place yeah not i wanted out yesterday yeah we all want it yesterday <laughs> again for like a brilliant pr campaign we need like a month plus to set up those conversations mm. because every demographic have their set media that they go to that they want to consume and a lot of the time again lead times are just so much longer than you think they might be yeah uh, so thank you so much. Thanks for your time, Becca from Carver PR. Thanks You're for so welcome. Lovely to chat to you. Great. I'm here at the podcast show with Bernard P and Champong from Unedited, the founder, and you are one of the vice chairs of Audio UK. Can you tell me a bit about the work you do at Unedited? So at Unedited, we're, our priority is new perspectives and new talent. Mm -hmm. So what we want to do is start telling stories that aren't being told in the industry, mm -hmm. but with the same high production values and with the same ambition as any other production company that you see or hear. Everything's been so highly recognised, so congrats. Yeah, um, my business partner has this saying, which is everything that we put out is a hit. Oh. Literally everything that is either nominated or, you know, picked up by The Guardian or The Times or The Observer. Mm -hmm. So we do good work. Yeah, that's great. And you're here today talking all about ideas and IP. So for the listeners that we would have, they'd be all brands coming on board. So at the early stages of like coming up with an idea for a podcast, if people are struggling with creativity or like they want to tell their story, what kind of tips might you have? For us, it's about authenticity. We really have to... And it's challenging when you do branded podcasts because mm -hmm. often the brands want to sell an idea or a value. Mm -hmm. But you've really got to have the authenticity of 
what connects with people about your brand, what connects with people about your employees or your product. It has to be authentic, otherwise it doesn't work. No one wants to listen to a 20-minute sales pitch. No, no. And I feel like you can really hear authenticity as well as, like, you can see it on TV, but I think because podcasts are so intimate or any kind of audio format, you can really tell that, so that's a really good tip. Uh, is there anything you're looking forward to over the next day or two? Um, I think I'm looking forward to meeting people who have the same kind of entrepreneurial ambition that I have. Um, knowing Fresh Air as a production company and knowing where they started from, I just love the way that they have gone after the branded content, branded podcast market mm-hmm. as the stream of monetization. Mm-hmm. I think other podcasters in the space need to have that kind of broader view outside of the Spotify's and the Audibles and so on. Mm-hmm. Who else can they partner with here? Can they create something for an Audi? Can they, you know, work with Shaw directly to, to you know, find ways of maybe not making more profits but keeping the overheads down? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also like creating a story that's not just two CEOs talking to each other. You're creating something that you listen to independent of a brand. And I think the the thing that always works with brands is peer recommendation. Yes. So who, what are your customers saying about your product? Mm-hmm. It's probably more important to your listener than what you're saying about yeah. your product. Thank you so much. No Thank problem. Very much. So I'm here at the Adelicious stage with Andrew, its founder. Hi, Andrew. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you very much. Nice to meet you. Great. So you gave an amazing talk today about authenticity being a brand superpower. So how did it go? So it's, it's actually brilliant. I love the balance of it because we purposely chose guests from the Adelicious Network who have a slightly different take on the monetization of podcasts. But where we all come together, my job is to kind of be a brand extension of them into the into the media agencies, is, is what stitches brand conversations together. And if brands going to really work with the podcast, they need to have an authentic stand on what, you know, the, so the podcast needs to know what it really stands for, needs to have a handle on its values, so that when it's working with brands, it can work in a very trusted and authentic way to bring that brand to life to its to its listeners. So the authenticity is what we all kind of landed on today as, as the session. Yeah. What, what kind of work does Adelicious do? Right, okay, so Adelicious is, is, is quite a simple beast. So we host podcasts. Uh, and we monetize them. So it, and what that really means is that we make sure that the, the podcasts are, are distributed and available everywhere, globally, in real time. And then what we do, our, our job is to bring the right types of brands onto the podcast so those podcasts can obviously continue to create the brilliant podcasts that they do. So when we talk about monetization, we mean everything from host reads, branded episodes, uh, branded series, sponsored series through to spot ads. And those yeah. spot ads are, you know, pre-recorded 30-second spot ads. Yeah, because one thing I've been chatting to a few people around here, and authenticity is just the same thing that keeps coming up. And especially with branded podcasts, I suppose, because we work in that field as well, listeners can be quite sceptical coming into the branded world or a branded podcast. So bringing up that authenticity and letting that shine through is really important. It's absolutely central, I think, to the power of podcasts. Yeah. We've got to remember, I suppose, our I say we, I'm talking about Adelicious here, and then when we talk and represent those podcasts into media agencies to understand how podcasts are consumed, right? mainly through headphones still, and it's a considered listen. And that listener has chosen to download or stream and press play on that podcast and has made a decision to listen to that podcast. And therefore, it builds up this relationship with the voice, with that host, or with the with the uh, the host of that podcast, the voice of that podcast, in a way that is entirely unique to any other media. And if that branded content is in any way 
shoehorned in or doesn't feel real or doesn't yeah. feel authentic yeah. they will see through it because they understand what that host is about they understand what the content is about and if it doesn't feel right trust me they know yeah. and, they, and they will tell us and they don't want to be cheated and yeah yeah, take it away no are there some kind of trends that you see or evolving or ones that you might see coming or ones that you think are important now from the network that we represent from the monetization is genuinely that brands are now starting to understand the relationship they can build with the, with the listener. So they are looking for the trend that we are seeing, the types of briefs we're seeing now, is looking for more into deeper integrations with the podcast. So the podcast will still be central to the delivery, but how else do they extend that? The, the campaign beyond just the audio. So we're looking at live events. We're looking to bring uh, listeners into a live experience, very, very intimate experiences with the hosts, that almost like a competition thing, to get time with, with people and, and spend time with hosts. But they're looking for depth. And I, I think what they're starting to understand brands now is the podcast is like a gateway in. And then once you step through that door, there is so much you can do. One thing we talked about on our, our panel today was how far these hosts are willing to go with the, with the right brand. Yeah, yeah. That's brilliant. Thank you so much. Great. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. I'm here at the podcast show with Rebecca, uh, Vice President of RT Audio. Hello. Hi. Great to meet you. Uh, so, Rebecca, you're giving a talk. So, I always think with music and podcasting, it's like, how does one tackle it? There's obviously the free sounds you can use. You were giving a talk yesterday about music and podcasting, so it helped detangle it. Yeah. So, I, I was a music supervisor for over a decade. So, music is like a major ingredient for yeah. me in podcasting. It's like such a powerful tool uh-huh. in order to yeah. like set the rhythm of the narrative and yeah. it just basically is the glue that can like really really elevate the production value as well yeah. if it's curated really well like I, I hate to do music as an afterthought quite often people it's like a mad scramble at the end to find music or it hasn't been sort of like planned into the production timeline so yeah. that I try and sit at the very very like start of the podcast process and sit down and come up with a music brief at that point wow. and so we like embed it into the, the content mm. and so we're already working on like sketching demos yeah. and trying to build like I always build a mood board sound palette and then give that to editors to work with so we have like a concept in place and that concept's really well thought out in terms of like who's the demographic what do they listen to how's this going to resonate you don't always have to do like the obvious route or be uh, be really literal and on the nose and it could be like just something that's not been done so we don't need like suspenseful music for a true crime podcast it could be something really interesting like a jarring jazz piano and like strings Mm. uh, just something like a Birdman soundtrack something different so you kind of stand out a little bit and sound unique so it's not just like like, oh we're going to hear this music and this will happen so it's very literal so yeah there's lots of really really creative ways to integrate music and it could be library music working with a composer or doing commercial licensing which is the longer uh, more expensive route but the payoff is really great Mm. again like you just need to have those conversations like early on yeah because I think music can really keep a listener on its toes and really set the tone and the mood it has such a massive impact on how you enjoy it and like I always notice with podcasts like you know the theme song and like you know you're having a little dance to it or whatever or like then you go into things like sound design and how with, as you're saying with like the true crime how that really sets the pace and sets like an expectation and even like how they use pausing and stuff it really pulls your ear in or something 
Yeah, exactly. It's um, there's so many like creative possibilities yeah. of what you can do, and I think the best podcasts are the ones where like it's got a conceptual soundtrack, yeah. so you can hear there's like a thread running through it. It kind of ties together. That's why working with like one composer yeah. who has a sound is a really good idea. Oh, wow. And then also I like really believe in authentic storytelling. So rather than getting like a composer to do like a sound alike of, of a track or try to emulate like a Beatles track, like you know get someone from that music scene. Yeah. Who's kind of like played in bands uh, and they're genuinely like an artist of that genre yeah. and it just sounds a lot more like high quality rather than like oh they've used those as samples and like kind of pretending to be like they come from like a band background so yeah. I try and find like really authentic writers like whether it's from like the classical music scene or like I don't know it's a jazz musician like I, I try and and also if it's like you know if it's a female driven really strong narrative I prefer to go and get like a female composer yeah. who has some kind of experience or lived experience with yeah. whatever that topic is because I feel like you just get true emotion raw emotion coming through with music as well yeah. and I think that's an underplayed tool yeah it kind of knits so. you into the story yeah yeah because there was a talk yesterday with 13 minutes to the moon and the soundtrack for that was Hans Zimmer amazing so, yeah, oh yeah. my god okay. yeah. not, not every podcast is going to be able to afford that but how a podcast uses it is just so interesting and it's just something to really think about when you're making a podcast yeah 100% like I'm always I'm, like I said I'm pro music I, I just think it makes your podcast stand out more than anyone else because yeah. like it's just you know it's a memorable soundtrack it just shows you like investing is totally worth it and it, it really does pay off in the long run so thank you so much thanks for your time I know you're up to another talk so I'll leave you to it thank you thank you great to meet you so I'm sitting here in the lovely ACAST hub with Lizzie Pollard from ACAST you have a very lovely and long title SVP of marketing, communications, and brands. It's ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> Basically, it means I just do everything. No, I don't. Everything, Devon. <laughs> so, you've been giving a lot of talks here at the podcast show. Yeah. So, ACOS has in general, and I, I had a great day yesterday. I got yeah. to chat to Catherine Ryan wow. on stage, who is an absolute star. I love her. About her podcast, Telling Everybody Everything. And I also did a session with uh, Russell Tovey from Talk Art. Yeah. Yeah. I love him. Um, and they were both brilliant. They made my life so so easy. ACAST always is like such a pillar of podcasting and it's really like paving the way. So what kind of like trends maybe comparison to last year that you see in podcasting for 2023 and beyond that you're seeing people doing be it like video or AI or yeah, I mean, I think those are quite big buzzwords in podcasting. But I actually think the trend is, what we've been working on is basically democratizing advertising for everyone. So, mm. And what I mean by that is, in the olden days, you had to be quite a big brand with quite a big budget to be able to buy any kind of meaningful ads or run any campaigns on podcasts. But So, for example, we launched our own self-serve ad platform last year, which means now anyone can start a podcast ad campaign for as, from as little as £250. Yeah. And that sounds like a massive plug for Acast, but... It's, it's symptomatic of this, the industry opening up to everyone. So it's no longer, you know, we have smaller brands now spending on smaller podcasts and that's only a good thing for everybody. Yeah, and because I think what is great about podcasting is you like cultivate this like niche audience in a community and then it's people who really want to engage with the brand and kind of get on board because the presenters sell it or it's like aligned with that audience. Yeah, and the other thing, uh, talking about, you know, engaged communities, which again is a very popular phrase in podcasting, but it's so true because, you know, subscriptions are such a growing trend as well. Another way to monetize, offering, you know, paying subscribers exclusive content or ad-free listening. And the beautiful thing about that is that's also opened up monetization to smaller podcasts because, you know, you might have 200 listeners, but if those 200 listeners are paying you, you know, X amount a month, that's meaningful revenue and they're really engaged 
launched, you don't actually need two million a week or whatever to be able to sort of, you know, start earning money and reach them. So, yeah, I just think that's the big trend over the last few years. Yeah. Just the whole industry opening up to anyone and everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, which is yeah. great. But no, it is great. And I think something like this is so important for the UK podcasting industry because it's it feels really big. Mm. It feels like a real sort of like headline event. And it just shows how big we have got in the UK as an industry. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like a mark of quality, I would say. So, <laughs> Well, thank you so much. Thanks for your time. Great to chat. See you later. I love fresh air. Aww. They're the best. I'm here at the podcast show with Helen Arnold, head of UK sales for Sony. Hi, Helen. How are you? Hello. I'm good. Thank you. And so tell us a bit about the work that Sony podcasts do and what your kind of role involves. So Sony are kind of occupying the premium space in podcasting. We're onboarding new shows all the time with, with creators and content makers like that are come from all different backgrounds. And we're starting to work not just in the audio platforms, but on visual platforms as well, whether that's social media or on YouTube. Essentially, it's a rap about like creating a conversation and a community and having audiences that join that. And then obviously, yeah. because I work in the ad sales side, it's about how we can integrate brands into that in a really like, sorry to use like jargony words, but a really <laughs> native way mm. that feels like good alignment for the audience, yeah. that doesn't feel like it disrupts the content that they're listening yeah. to or that they're watching. And like it's a actually, natural fit. Yeah, and it's really useful for the audiences as well. I feel like with podcasting, there's such an opportunity, and video and audio podcasting, there's such an opportunity for advertisers. Like it's kind of like the goose that get laid the golden egg of advertising at the moment. People, there's really low ad avoidance. Yeah. People actually really love the branded content, the sponsor content, and the advertising. So mm. at Sony, we try and make it like embed it as part of our business. Yeah. And you know, try and think what would we do if we were all one company mm. with the advertisers and the brands and the content creators, yeah. and just make really good stuff that yeah. people love. So we're doing a bit of work with you with yeah. uh, Auto Trader and things. So it's a, it's just such a like lovely partnership to have as well. Yeah, it's really good. And like, it's so exciting to see brands like Fresh Air bringing brands on board, like Auto Trader, yeah. and getting them a bit of an identity in the space. Obviously, Auto Trader have been doing that so well with lots of their YouTube mm. content already, and putting lots of thought behind how they become really, really trusted. But I think what Auto Trader are doing to like outreach to people who like maybe they don't like they're not that interested in cars, but they need a car, they need mm. to buy or sell a car, they just want to make sure that they're not getting a duff car, they're mm. getting a car for a good price. Like what they do to outreach to their audience, especially a female audience that don't feel as as familiar with it, they know yeah. exactly what they're doing and they're doing a really good job outreaching to it and I think the show on the road podcast is just a perfect example of the the amount of effort they're putting in to serve their audience and to serve people that need them yeah exactly and then you mentioned YouTube there and obviously Autotrader has a big like TikTok audience and so how do you think like podcasting will evolve or how it's changing that it's not just an audio but there's a few branches from it I think the video at the moment is serving as a really good runway and a discoverability mm. platform, like the shorter form videos for longer form content. Yeah. And where people engage with that longer form content will depend on like their lifestyle, their life stage, where they are in life, like how they like to consume content in general. Mm. So that could be that they're watching like the full episodes of the visualized podcast yeah. in a video platform like YouTube, or it could be that they're going to the audio version because they're on the run, people obviously yes. listening with their headphones in while yeah. they're doing something else is generally how people consume podcasts. Mm. So the shorter form content leads as like a discoverability runway into yes. the longer form content wherever people are finding it. But what we're seeing and we're putting loads of data in, like we're so lucky to work for Sony because obviously they have the Sony Music Entertainment, Sony yeah. Pictures, like Sony PlayStation. We've got a big kind of network bank of like mm. like data experts who are looking at 
whether how much pro- audience crossover there is between people that only yeah. listen to the audio podcast and people that view the, the podcast content as videos online and actually there isn't that much crossover so they are two like completely discrete audiences mm. where you can buy well brands can buy into both and harness more of the same target demographic that yeah. they want which I think can only be a good thing and I think both should be an extension of each other and just reaching people that are engaging in a different way like some people will use podcasts watch them in their downtime and you know they engage with like mostly video content online on a YouTube platform or people that are you know they go to their content when they're on the move they're commuting they're exercising they're like pottering around the house or whatever they're doing a friend in the ear yeah Yeah, exactly exactly. (laughs) oh thank you so much Helen thanks for your time Uh, Helen Ireland head of UK sales at Sony thanks cheers So there you are, a taster if you couldn't make it to the podcast show, and it'll be back next May. It's honestly the greatest gathering of an industry that about 10 years ago could have all fitted in a phone box. If you're interested in finding out about how Fresh Air could make podcasts for your brand or business, please get in touch through our website, freshairproduction.co.uk. I'm Neil Cowling. Goodbye, and thank you very much for listening.